You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vaughn. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. There were other proofs to connect Alindi to the Hero of Ages. Smaller things. Things that only one trained in the lore of the anticipation would have noticed. The birthmark on his arm. The way his hair turned gray when he was barely 20 and five, of eight, five years of age. The way he spoke. The way he treated people. The way he ruled. He simply seemed to fit. But I must continue with the sparseness of detail. Space is limited. The other worldbringers must have thought themselves humble when they came to me, admitting that they had been wrong. Even then, I was beginning to doubt my original declaration, but I was prideful. Man, I can feel the buildup in the epigraphs themselves. Because mm-hmm. all we keep hearing so far with them is how Quan knows he messed up. I done goofed. But he hasn't told us how or why yet. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's just getting a build there. Mm-hmm. So 29. So we get Vin's point of view here. Um, and Orsir wants to know why Vin barely sleeps. Uh, we have a one one week time skip from Straff's camp. And we learn that the Condra have to sleep too. I don't know if we knew that up to this point. But yeah. I, I, I listened to that one. What? Because he's, he's like saying like, Orsir's like, Vin, you know, like, we need to go back. You know, some of us sleep. You know, some of us don't have pewter to keep us consistently moving and going. And so yeah, that's really interesting to me. But the thumping in the distance is growing stronger. The spirit is watching her hateful. And Vin wants to spar with Zane, but he's nowhere to be found. And this is kind of the point where Osir just goes, Hey, listen, I don't really like that dude Zane. You know, it's kind of bad. I think it's uh, your fixation with him is not good. And like... She's like, why? Why do you think that? And he just goes, listen, mistress, like we have. I have to understand people. I have to understand people. Like I'm, I'm arguably an expert on reading people. Okay. And he's no good. I doesn't feel like he's any good. And Vin just kind of waves that off. And I'm sitting here the entire time thinking in the back of my head, listen to the guy, you know, listen to the thing that imitates people for hundreds of years, whatever it is, however long it's, you know, or Seer's been alive, but whatever. So Asir wants to, they end up having kind of a disagreement, and Vin goes, and the reason I call it a disagreement is Vin thinks she's doing something nice. Vin goes, hey, you know, we can get you a new set of bones, Asir. Like, you don't have to be a dog anymore if you don't want. And and Asir actually fights to stay a dog, to keep the bones. And it's kind of weird, because he fights in such a way that I feel like us as the readers can see that... He legitimately wants to keep these bones for whatever reason, but he's playing it off in such a way as in like, oh, you know, changing is annoying. You know, it's 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 frustrating to to change in between different bodies and this and that. But he also makes a good point that he couldn't he didn't know he wouldn't know how to use the old bones that she was going to give him anyway. Yeah, but I think she even offered to get him new ones. But that's the thing is I really think he 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 wants to keep the change. And, you know, I think and he even, you know, admits slightly here these were a lot more useful than i could have ever imagined and so maybe orsir's coming around and seeing like you know seeing the use of it and is like you know pride aside 
I want to stick with the more useful body. So, but uh, yeah, we learned that uh, Ellen's plans to change the Assembly's mind have failed. Uh, all the ones he's put forth so far up to this point. And uh, we learned this little fun tidbit that Osur likes rotten meat. He calls it aged meat. Mm-hmm. But he, he he likes rotten meat. That's that's what make, that's what tastes the best to him. And you know, Vin's like, whatever. And we just it's just this cool chat between between the boys and the gals. And she's like, Well, it's daytime and I need to go to sleep, so let's go back. And she jumps over the wall, like the the city wall, and she's trying to like go towards Cape Venture, and she realizes that the mist is suddenly not going away or it's like it's resisting it's trying not to be burned away by the sun and then it strikes her she knows what the deepness is and that's the end of chapter 29 very very short chapter 30 so Sazed, we have Sazed's point of view and he is reading the epigraphs okay he's reading the epigraphs it's, it's things we've heard at the beginning or well at the beginning of these podcasts but as we, the things that we've seen or read heard at the end of the chapters and um but he, he reads some other things so here are the pieces of the epigraph i believe ha- we have not heard yet again these are paraphrased but it's like there's a point where Quan was uh became the foremost amongst the world bringers he was known as the announcer which is the person who discovers the hero of ages and he ha- he was prideful and he didn't want to lose the acceptance and kind of the glory that brought him and then the second por- portion was he called himself a world bringer and he claimed that he was a fraud. He claimed that himself was a fraud. And this was big because Sazed's like, well, the world bringers were the original keepers. The world bringers were pharaoh chemists who, who, who basically kept the terrorist religion and such. But Vin comes to visit Sazed and he's happy to see her. He's, she's like, leave your windows open, doofus, so I can climb in without breaking the latches. And he's like, all right, I'll do that. But Vin wants to talk to him about what the deepness possibly could be. And Sazed goes into theories, all the theories they've had about what the deepness could be. And Vin, uh, and it's just like, so it, you know, was it fake? Was it made up by the Lord Ruler, you know? Um, was it a creature? Was it a creature? The Lord Ruler claimed that it, it happened to be some something like a dark god. That is the Lord Ruler's claim here. And people were like, that makes no sense. Like whatsoever, you know, and can we really believe the still ministry's religion is the issue here? So Vin's like, well, how about this season? I think it could possibly be the mist. And Sazed's like, oh, that is a theory that's been put out there. And Vin deflates like, no, really? Someone (laughs) else thought of that before me. And so they go back and forth about why it most likely isn't the mist, but could possibly still be the mist. Yeah, Vin's like, the Lord Ruler supposedly defeated it. But it's still there. But it's still there. And isn't the mist killing people now? And that's true. But, you know, uh, what if the, you know, the mist is said to have, or the the, the books, or I think those logbook was said that Alindy believed the the deepness to actually be uh you know to actually to be actually be able to feel it and to feel that it was evil and the mist doesn't have a feeling and 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 vin's like uh go ahead and uh hold your water there sir and she explains the mist spirit and she shows him 
She shows, says the logbook. She shows all the sections where she's read about a Lindy dealing with the mist spirit. And says it's like, no, no, no. Like you've legit, you've seen it. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, you think I'm crazy. And says it's like, you know, I'm don't think I'm inclined to say you're crazy. You know, a little bit earlier, I kind of skipped over it. You know, says it was a, was scared that he bored Vin out of the conversation, and Vin's like, "Listen, the mist fit, right? Like at this point in the logbook, you know, you know, Alindy says his armies were useless against it. You know, he said his swords were useless against the deepness. You know, it would you can't swing on mist. You know, right? He's like, my armies were useless. I couldn't fight them. People died at the hands of the deepness, but or or how they how they were they died because of the deepness, but didn't say the deepness killed them. It would make sense that if the mist came out." during the day consistently and blocked out the sun mm. crops will die and people would starve to death. Right. And, and it could have been a more, um, metaphorical kill, not metaphorical, uh, indirect killing. Exactly. Well, at this point, you know, says it's like, that could be true. And then he's like, you see it, you've seen the miss spirits and he believes it. And he's like, well, I think the exact wording was Alindy believed the, the deepness to be mad and, Mad, destructive, and evil. I think that's what he said. But, um, yeah, so says it. So she tells says it about the mist spirit, and says it's like, well, you know, the logbook specifically does not refer to the mist spirit that Alindy saw as the deepness. And I feel, and he's like, I feel like it would have if he's like, I've seen the deepness take form or whatever like right. that. And Vin's like, oh, and it says, it's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm not trying to like, he's, he's just playing devil's advocate. He's like, I'm not actually trying to shoot your ideas down. I just like, this is how I think. I think by questioning and trying to come up with this. You know, I think he says at one point, be, being able to not prove something is not the same as proving it. Right. Or, or being able to not not prove it or whatever the and, way he said And And he said like, what? Does she not understand? He's like, of course she doesn't understand. She's not, she's not really a scholar. She just read this stuff up. Yeah, it's based on what she read, right? Like, there's even a point where Vin starts talking and going like, "I've seen, I'm seeing the same things Alindy's seeing." You know, says it. Rashik killed Alindy, and took the power for himself. So the hero did not complete their job. You know, things are starting to happen again with the Lord Ruler being gone. Things are starting to repeat themselves. I'm seeing what Alindy saw, and says it goes, "Oh." Does she think she's the hero? And that, with especially with what he's reading right now, gives him a little bit of worry, right? A little bit of PTSD, essentially. And so it's like, well, you know, we can't really determine what's going on. We don't know if any of this is true. We haven't been able to prove this yet. And so she goes, you know, okay. And he's like, I'll, I'll talk to you, you know, I will let you know what I find as I discover it. And we can talk and Vince accepts that. And she starts talking about how Twindle. Tendwell. Tendwell. <laughs> she's talking about how Tendwell, you know, here's the thing guys. Okay. Listen up real fast. Mac cuts out all of his mess ups, but doesn't leaves all of mine. <laughs> in. It's, it's bad press. Okay. <laughs> but, um, Tendwell, you know, they're talking about how Tendwell does not like Sazed and, and, and Sazed's like, no, she's just disappointed in me, you know? Like, and, and you get a sense that Sazed knows a lot about her, and Vin's just seeing the bad sides, right? Of Tindwell being a jerk to everyone she cares about, but being nice to her. She doesn't like herself anyway, she, so she's not happy about that. 
And she's just trying to figure out, and we get the background on Tendril here, which is really sad. Sazed goes, you know, she's probably had the hardest life out of any of us. And Vin's like, yeah, right, you know, hit me with your best shot. And we learn what a terrorist mother is. That is one of the women chosen to be bred. And he's like, Tendril's probably has had 20 children, all from different men. He had her first child at age 14. You know, they the they pumped her full of drugs, fertility drugs, that supposedly caused her to have twins and sometimes even triplets. She did not have a, an easy life. She did not have a good time. And Vin's like, oh, that's really bad. What? Why, you know, I would just kill myself. Why did she put through it? And it was like, well, she's a keeper. She's a ferrochemist. These breeding programs were designed to breed ferrochemy out. And so when, you know, the council was able to get her chosen as a mother. It was a big win. Even if one of her children became a keeper, became a ferrochemist because it was hereditary. It was a huge win. And so she put up with it. And she wasn't able to become a true keeper until she was past her childbearing days. And Vin's blown away. I'm blown away. And that's the end of the chapter. Man, this is a heavy book. Uh, I mean, heavier than Final Empire. I mean, in many ways. Yeah, (laughs) and Final Empire we're talking about is this book for children. And at some points I was arguing, well, it's gory, but it doesn't focus a lot on the gore. Maybe you could get away with teens. And like now we're hitting some things where we got this. this Some heavy stuff. And what happens with the Chandra. And I mean, again, it's all world building. I mean, when you hear about like breeding programs and the way, you know, Farrakhan had to come from somewhere and it makes sense that there would be like some little way of like sneaking people in to like make it happen. That is just such an awful faith, though, like what they had to do for this to happen. But this is also the beginning of um, getting into the epigraphs. Uh, Like we're now actually like starting to study them and that was the exciting part of final empire was getting back into the epigraphs it it was realizing how much they mattered you know i i want to say i there's literally an episode we did where i said all right i want to talk about these epigraphs for a moment and it never talked about them (laughs) um but the thing was that i wanted to talk about was you know we all we we, me and you both constantly go back to brandon sanderson's lectures that he Mm -hmm. gave at byu that he put up for free on youtube if you haven't checked those out do it. They're super cool. They're super cool. He avoids spoilers in all his books. It's awesome. But uh, one thing here that is really interesting is that the epigraphs came as an idea to him that he could not lore dump everything in your face. And I just think it's so cool here how he slowly introduces them at the end of the chapters and then they come full round to be the, you know, a, a central part in his books. This is the second time this has happened. And it's awesome. I I love every second of it. And uh, the big thing, the big thing that we're dealing with here was uh, something that was brought up multiple times in the Final Empire and all the um, in the uh, epigraphs, especially, but here and there as well, was the deepness. Um, which, when it's on the stained glass windows, it's like this formless like mass. Um, and so, Vent theory is that the deepness was the mist. And Sazed basically says, like, hey, there's actually a lot of theories out there. Uh, your theory is one of them. And he tries to help make her think like a scholar, which is to say, okay, you need to think of why you could be wrong. Yeah, dude. The thing, though, is that Sazed is like, oh, she's not a scholar. She's thinking purely off instinct. But Sazed even goes, this is bad because Vin's never wrong. Her he usually has really good instincts. Wrong. And so, I mean, it is a... um. 
it is a really really i i'm excited to see like what exactly we end up finding out what the deepness was but it makes a lot of sense um you know that it would be really really difficult to fight and really really difficult to deal with uh and um it could be related to uh mass starvation and things like that i mean look at what they're trying to deal with with just a siege siege um but the thing that really kind of throws me is like okay the mist is killing people i mean that's basically confirmed um and there doesn't sound like they're killing them like with the mist spirit type thing that that vin had no one as describes this except for elendi and her which that was kind of her point was like hmm this little indie guy, you know, really sounds uh, familiar. But, I mean, it kind of over go, go, overrides the previous chapter, which was so it's much shorter. But it was just, it was just Orsur and Ven vibing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're actually getting way more relatable with each other. They're joking around. Orsur seems like, you know, again, he could be playing it off, but he feels like genuinely worried for Vin, you know, he warned in the past couple chapters. He he's warned Vin that Straff's not to be trusted. I mean, that's like an obvious dub. But to have a Condra say for a master, he is still a real piece of garbage. That's pretty bad. And then he's like, I don't, I really don't like the Zane guy that yeah. you're hanging out with. I mean, I have I have the feels and the feels, you know, vibe the vibes off. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of funny that that Condra eat basically raw or rancid meat he says aged meat but it kind of also makes sense you know that would probably be what they would eat dang you know what i forgot to mention in the last episode um when they're talking about when tendril's mad at ellen i forgot to mention or sir makes the best joke or sir jokes about um you know breeze and ham derailing the conversation because oh, he's yeah. like i could eat one of them and then Vin looks down and, and he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, mistress, just Condra humor. And she laughs and goes, no, they probably wouldn't taste well. And he's like, well, one of them is named Ham. <laughs> yes. Like they just have this. And, he's like, and then he's like, the other one is really good at marinating himself. Yeah. But the thing that that joke is actually huge. It speaks so much to how the relationships changed because Vin was visibly or like was d- disgusted by him in the beginning because he ate potties and now they're at a point that he can joke about eating her friends and she laughs about it yeah i mean that's it, huge it is funny like like it is a complete turn like or sir what seemed very robotic before very like just like okay yeah whatever you know just going through the motions but we're seeing a lot of really good personality from this guy uh Condra. It was a guy because Vin said yes. It's a guy. He, she knows. <laughs> she knows. She can tell. She can tell. Um, but yeah, he, he's rotten meat. That's freaking hilarious. Uh, he calls it aged meat. Well, it, it, it <laughs> it's is. It's like aged cheese. No, no. I think that's the way it is. It's like, because he, he doesn't eat it just fresh. He has to, it has to like sit for a while. And he says like, oh, hopefully they didn't clean it up this time. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty wild. Um, we're kind of at the point though, where the group is going to have to do something about the assembly, right? None of Ellen's things are working. It's just, it's like a throwaway line, but like, it's just there, right? That all of Ellen, all of what he's done for the past week, essentially from when we last saw him, none of it's working. None of it has changed the assembly's mind. He has to go and still try to convince them somehow that to not unanimously vote him out. And in this next chapter, we're going to see what happens when we see not only the council's champion for challenging Ellen, a third party enters. 
Hey everyone, Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.